Movies and Booze on Moncrief. Brought to you by Lidl's award-winning wine range. Lidl. More for you. Enjoy alcohol sensibly. Visit drinkaware.ie. 53106 is our text number that will cost you 30 cents. You are listening to the Moncrief Show on Newstalk. Our uh, hashtag, uh, because uh, uh, we've had a hashtag, there's been a lot of action on that already for quite some time, is uh, Airline Movies. Uh, so you can keep uh, you look that up on, on Twitter. And uh, we have the very strange and surreal situation of having a full house. Uh, Fanula Jones and uh, uh, Serena Bellissimo and Jean Smollin are with us in the studio. Four people actually in the studio all huddled together, breathing their filthy germs on top of each other. <laughs> it's very disconcerting. I must say. It's but, great. But it's lovely to see you as well. Not only is the place filled with people, it's also filled with wine glasses, wine glasses Jean. Because yes. why, why does everybody have 19 wine glasses? Well, in front what of? What's going this on? is a bit of an experiment. Um, what we have is we have the new Riedel Wine Wings glass and I want you to try. We have a really posh French Mirso, a Louis Latour Mirso. And what I have is there's the first wine is a plastic. The first glass is a plastic glass. The second glass is cheapest chips, um, a, a cheapy one you buy in a supermarket probably for about a euro, a euro at last. And the third one is the wine wings. Uh, that's the Chardonnay yeah. glass. And that's 26 euro a cool. pop. Yeah. So um, it's got a little I, bulge at the oh, bottom. Oh yeah, of it, it's, yeah. I mean the whole shape. It's it's uh, the the ergon uh, dynamically designed, you know, to throw the wine in your mouth in a certain angle to actually <laughs> enhance the flavour of the wine to make it a really okay. really pleasurable experience. Yeah, well, I'll try the same guys. thing with the plastic glass. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I saw this done by both George Riedel and his son Max in Dublin back in about 2014 or 15. And what they do is they get you to try, you know, a wine in the three different glasses. And of course, it's going to be absolutely unbelievably amazing in the Riedel glass. But right. I just wanted to see, does it, you know, will, will it translate into live radio? Yeah. Let's try it. Well, let's why see. not? And, and apart from the, uh, we're having the Latour, uh, what's the other one? We're having uh, today? Oh, we've got the Carmen Cabernet Sauvignon because we actually have a Cabernet Sauvignon glass so I wanted to match the right, the, okay. the, the wine with the glass but with the um, Louis Latour is in the Super Value French Wine Stale which started on the 2nd of September and is running for about three weeks and you know we'll have a look at, at that later on but this is I mean this is I love good Burgundy this is absolutely sh- sublime Chardonnay so um, I'm, it's great to come in and have a 65 euro bottle of wine that we can try on a Friday afternoon what's just, not to like what's not to like there right and right so I, I did say earlier on in the show that we're, one of the uh, two movies we're doing Serena is a Marvel is it is a Marvel movie and people their usual is it a reboot sideways boot reboot no, whatever so it is. this is um, Marvel's 25th movie and usually at this stage I'm rolling my eyes going you know enough I've had enough of the superhero genre but this is a different take on it like, yes Stan Lee wrote um he created this character, but I've never seen him on the big screen. It's Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. And I I, I know I should, you know, there should be suspense and stuff, but no, I loved it. It's different. It's not your usual. Yes, you're going to have your action and stuff, but it feels fresh. And after 25 films in the MCU, it, it's it's hard to make something feel fresh. Yeah. Now, is this is this the thing they just made up, or was there are there no, comics about this? No, thing? no, there are comics about this. So, Stanley originally uh, modelled Shang Chi on Bruce Lee, and in the eighties, okay. he had visions of Brandon Lee, Bruce's son, actually playing the the lead character. But that never eventuated, and now we have the the movie mm. that, to me, sort of seemed to come out of nowhere. But this has been in production since they started production on this in 
March 2020, <laughs> and then they shut it down. Yeah. And then in July 2020, this became the first Disney film, um, Disney-backed production that came back into a post, well, a, a COVID world, and they went down to, um, not Melbourne, I wish, I've got Melbourne on the brain, they went down to Sydney to film it, and they were there from July until October filming in Sydney, and not one COVID case. Right, okay, that's yeah. very good to know. Yeah. Two questions on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, first one is, uh, does this intersect with any other part of the Marvel universe? Not yet. Okay. Which I think that's why okay, I really that's, loved that's it. That's like, good, Yeah, actually. there was a part you of me going, I, oh, you know, I wish there was a cameo from one of my favourites and stuff, but that doesn't really happen, mm. and I quite liked it. There's Now, if you're a fan of um, Kim's Convenience, which I go on and mm. on about to people, the, star of, uh, the, the guy who plays the son is a star, but... His co-star is Aquafina, and she's fabulous. Like, the two of them together, this, to me, felt like Iron Man. Do you remember when the first Iron Man came out? out, And it was just, it was funny. It was superhero. It was superhero like we'd never seen before, and I feel that's what we're getting with Shang-Chi. Right. Second question, is eventuated actually a word? Huh? Eventuated. Did I said. say that? Yeah, you said eventuated. And I was like, that I was is gonna... a cool word. It is now. The... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is now. We're going to eventuate that. Uh, and Afterlife of the Party, what's that? Something completely different. <laughs> I can't wait to hear your review of this. <laughs> I cannot wait. This is a Netflix film. Do you know what I'm loving about Netflix? Netflix are bringing back films that we miss, yeah? Films that studios don't necessarily want to invest in because would I pay to see this in a cinema? No. Mm. Will I pay to see this on a Friday night or a Sunday afternoon? Yeah, no, actually, no, I wouldn't pay to see it. But would <laughs> yeah. I sit down in my lounge room? Probably, yes, with a, cl- a couple of glasses of wine. I probably wouldn't use the big, bulgy, fancy one. No. I'd probably be using the plastic cup. Oh, to right. watch so you can throw it at the television. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so it's not bad. It's it's one of these stories After where... all that, you've just said it's not bad. <laughs> no, but it's, it's one of these stories where... See, I love these cheesy American films. Uh, you know, 20-something-year-old girl, she's the life of the party, and then she dies. Oh, but one of those. Oh. She gets to... She doesn't get to heaven. She doesn't go downstairs either. She's in prerogative. Purgatory. Purgatory. Yeah. I was going to make up another one. She's been eventuated into purgatory. She's eventuated there and she needs to right her wrongs in life if she wants to go to the VIP room upstairs. I love this. Sign me up. <laughs> I'm okay. watch this right. one again. <laughs> well, that's the plot of Soul, isn't it? Yeah, no, I was going to say. Do you know what? It felt a bit like, remember The Good Place yeah. on Netflix? Yeah. And um, what's the other film that I've, oh, and Ebenezer Scrooge. Right, okay. About a, a combination of a, those a, two. A broad uh, palette of things uh, <laughs> to, to draw from there. Uh, does Serena not realise that the TV has crap movies already? Well, yeah, but she's duty-bound to kind of tell us about the new crap movies uh, that have uh, uh, come out. Paula says it feels fresh, something nobody has ever said about a Marvel film ever. That might be a bit... I mean, the first We one, did when Iron, Iron Man, Man came out. Yeah, we all was got like really excited. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like that about Black Panther. Yeah. I came out of the cinema being yeah. like, this I was... Say, I never got the Black Panther thing at all. I know. Yeah. I just... I, the cast and everything, I don't know. I was not a Marvel person before that, and that's what kind of got me in. I'm still not all the way in, but... You don't have to go all the way in. That's a great thing yeah. about this. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. choose your favourites and stick with them. Yeah. 25% in. We're yeah. fine. It's, yeah. it's fine.
Okay, if somebody just switched in right now, they'd wonder <laughs> what kind of movies you were talking about. Uh, uh, right, okay, so an, uh, an actual reboot, Top Gun, uh, delayed because everyone's too old to climb into a plane, I assume. Um, no, it's that pesky Delta variant oh, no. um, delayed again and Mission Impossible 7. Um, Top Gun Maverick has been pushed out to May 27th, 2022 instead of November 19th of this year. Um, and Mission Impossible is the same. That's pushed out to September 30th, 2022 instead of uh, May next year um, just not happening it's they're just having a nightmare with shooting and they've had to stop a couple of times obviously because of cases we all heard the Tom Cruise rant and whatever else yeah. but yeah it seems like we're going to be waiting a long a long long time for but these but that's two separate outbreaks then because obviously they're not shooting them in the same place no they're not they? yeah, but it is like no it's two separate Tom just... changes the outfit and just goes <laughs> puts on another hat <laughs> yeah no I just really don't think a lot of the production studios were anticipating how much Delta was going to F things up for a lot of them so there are some things coming out that have been delayed obviously James Bond is coming seemingly October 8th I believe when I see it um, the Venom sequel is coming October as well what else do we have Dear Evan Hansen for musical fans that's coming the end of September um, and Eternals that's another Marvel thing that's coming November and then Steven Spielberg's adaptation of West Side Story which I think we've talked about on the show before that is coming uh, December so Still looking like kind of a bumper yeah. year despite the delays. I think it's hilarious that Jackass has been, del- has been delayed because of COVID. <laughs> I think so, yeah. yeah but isn't, surely that's what they do. <laughs> surely that's they the are. the whole point just... of that movie is that, is that they have COVID while they were sticking things up their noses. Yeah, whatever. they are the vaccine, that cast. I think they were just, yeah. they came out of the womb immune, I think. Yeah. <laughs> right, so shall we drink posh wine okay, first? Right. Well, okay, so we've got our wine wing, wings range and they're available in Mitchell and Son in Glass Thule and IFC and Dunboyne and Kill Mechanic. €26 Euro a glass. There's four in the range. And um, what we're going to do is we're tasting um, the Mirso, the uh, Louis Latour 2018, which is part of the um, Super Value French wine sale. Now, it's on offer at 45 euro. What Super Value have, have done this year, they have all the, their, you know, the staple like La Croissade, all the the um, uh, wines, the French wines, the, literally the, the rare uh, vintage, they walk off the shelves. They're all on offer. But they've brought in about... 10 or 12 really super and they're calling them guest star wines and this is actually one of them and it's on offer at 45 euro while stocks last so seriously if you're looking to buy something for Christmas get in there and get it now right now Louis Latour I love Louis Latour they're one of the most famous Burgundian negotiant houses um, you know and this is like an old friend to me going go back to it like I'm lucky enough I, I can't afford 65 euro bottles of wine but I'm lucky enough to have work in the trade and I've had over the years the chance to try uh, the Louis Latour Merceau so when it's you know when you try it again it's absolutely reasonable but what I, I, I didn't which, have one, which wine should be uh, which glass well, should yeah, be used see, first I only had one I only had one for Serena one for right. Sean Fanula and I are just on the ordinary tasting glasses right, okay. sorry Fanula so basically the, no 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 no. go to the, the plastic glass first. plastic glass I, I first I cheated I've already started yeah. Yeah. so to have a <laughs> okay. sip in the plastic glass this is my type of experiment and yeah. see what you, see, see what, what you think the wine tastes like in the plastic glass the suspense. Yeah. Okay. Wine. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like wine in, in, in the plastic glass, but it is a they very fan- plastic. They're really yeah. fancy plastic They are nice. I must say for a plastic <laughs> yeah. glass, this is top quality stuff. You bring this on your and like on a picnic and people yeah. think you were just using this at dinner parties. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um then the next glass is like your is, is just a basically cheap and yeah. chips uh bought in a supermarket. It's just very ordinary. 
Um, ah, yeah. I mean, there's. There, I think because like the glass, just glass is colder anyway, so yeah. it brings out more of the flavor of the wine. It's kind of bland coming out of the plastic glass, yeah. I must say. There's, yeah. a, there's a distinct difference there. It doesn't feel as heavy. It right. feels heavy coming out of a plastic glass. Okay, now go to the Riedel, uh wine wings glass and see what what uh, because the way the, the 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 glass is actually designed, it's got a, it's got a flat bottom like myself, and it's basically <laughs> designed. Um, the 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 wider curved rim means your nose gets closer to the, the wine, so you get the delicacy of the aromas, and then the the the, the glass is structured so that. As it enters your mouth, it changes the whole flavour profile. It does taste different. But I prefer it out of the cheap glass. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you know what I think it is? I think it's a, a psychological thing. Yeah. I just feel uh, fancier. expectation. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I feel fancier holding, although I feel more comfortable holding the not-so-fancy one because I keep thinking I'm going to break the expensive one. The expensive one, one. Yes. 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 Well, I'll, yeah. But, I mean, you know, the, the, these are, for, for people who are really into wine and people, you know, they, this, this is this is a new toy. This is this will be on the Christmas card list to buy for Christmas, you know. Um, and, and, and there are lots of people who who, who sit sniffing and and talking about wine ad nauseum, and I know lots of them. <laughs> and um, you know, and this is this is a toy for them. But just a little bit about the actual wine. Um, this is uh, the 2018 Louis Latour Merceau. It's a stunning wine, right? And um, uh, 2018 was a heat wave year. Uh, it's a very good vintage, so that's why this wine is tending to be a bit pricey. It's a very big vintage because it was so warm in Burgundy. Those fruit is very ripe. Um, it's a very fruit-focused style, um, lush, ripe, tropical fruit. Um, oh, yeah, I mean... <laughs> That's it. Like it's just tropical fruit. It's just it just explodes your mouth. I love. I mean, I just love good Burgundy and I love good Chardonnay and that's really good Chardonnay. So if you want to buy a nice present for somebody and you've and you've and you've got, I suppose the willpower to not drink it before Christmas. Now's the time to go out and buy it. <laughs> no, it is lovely. It is absolutely lovely. And normally it would be like sixty five, and it's forty five in the sale. And there's a few like the the, the Pinot Noir um, Chantefleur is in the sale. The Chablis is in the sale. It's a, the Chablis twenty euro. Um, um, there's also a lovely Gustave Lorenz Pinot Blanc Reserve, which is €12. Euro, a Cremant de Bourgogne from Simonette Feve, which is 18 And oh yeah, a, a, a really good favourite of mine, the Georges de Boeuf Moulin Avant, which is from Beaujolais, for €12. Euro. Those are the sale prices. So it's worth having a look. There's, you know, there, it, and, and you know, I mean, this is sales season. O'Brien's have a wine sale, which started on the 1st of um September um, Super Value have ha, have their wine sale, but this theirs is the one though that's been going for about twenty five years because they kind of inherited it from the old mm. Super Quinn, so they've kept that sort of French wine sale going for a long, long time. And it really there are great bargains, and you know it, 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 it it's almost like going back to school and then going to the Super Value French wine sale. Yeah. you know it's the time of year. You know, Peter says I was always very skeptical about wine glasses and airing out wines and stuff, but it really I know, but that actually you know really doesn't make a significant difference but it is worth listening to the directions when drinking those fancy wines all those small improvements really add up uh, says Peter though Sarah says I've thrown wine into my mouth at every single angle <laughs> and it never altered how delicious it was uh, <laughs> life's complicated enough just drink the damn wine use a straw uh, and an old paper cup uh, uh, will this fancy glass sort out the taste of my six pack of Dutch gold uh, and he wonders <laughs> 
And uh, what a text for you, Serena. Uh, oh. Obviously, never heard of purgatory. I admire her optimism. And that signed a Christian. <laughs> so, uh, there we go. We'd like to welcome Jesus to our family of listeners here in the Moncrief Show. Uh, somebody else says, an incredible Hulk villain appears in Shang Chai, uh, The Abomination. Not exactly a top tier crossover, mind you. So Yeah, well, you know, you don't need to know those things to enjoy the film. Uh, no, no, indeed not. But obviously this yeah. person does know uh, a lot of that. And uh, Seinfeld is now, where was Seinfeld up until now? Now it's coming to Netflix. I don't think we've had it over here. I'm open to correction on that. But yeah, this is the first time it's been like everywhere globally. They had it in Hulu, I think, in America. But we never got it with the crossover with Star and everything. So it's coming to Netflix October 1st, 2021 in 4K, which is also a first, mm. um, an exclusive deal. Um, and it's going to be bookended by Seinfeld's stand-up material. How rich is Jerry Seinfeld for doing feck all I in don't the last 10 th- years? Sean, I don't even want to think about it's that. It's extraordinary. I'm really. much richer than me. Much, much richer than me. <laughs> I've never watched Seinfeld from start to finish. That's this an is odd way of putting it, much richer than me. I mean, but who would be like level with you in terms of rich? Mm, I can't reveal that. Yeah, yes. Okay, well, that's an interesting trouble, one, sure. right? Uh, we are going to uh, spend the commercial break uh, frisking Fanula's pockets <laughs> for cash. Uh, more, uh, more wine and movies to talk about after this. Okay, let's get you ready to fight. Wait, what? Well, multi-platform global operation. Every fight, live stream on the dark web. Thousands of viewers placing bets as we speak. This is going to take your brand to a whole new level. I think there's been some sort of confusion. I like your spike face. They're my cousin. Usually, you got to fight your way to central ring. But a viral star like you, front the line, baby. I'm not here to fight anybody. Okay, I'm looking for my sister, Shishalin. Never heard of her. We just lost a fight at the last minute, so you get the next slot. There you go. That's uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. As I said, I absolutely love this film. It is so good to see. I I think we've all become a bit tired when it comes to superhero films. So it was really good to see something that was a little bit different. Um, I didn't know anything about this going in. And like when it comes to movies... I like to know as little as possible, and I think, yeah, listen to this review, right? But don't don't go into a deep dive. If you don't know anything, just go in and enjoy. I'm going to give you a brief synopsis. Basically, Sean is living in San Francisco. San Francisco. He's run away from his past. His past is he is Shang-Chi. He can't stay away for very long, though. It catches up with him when he's riding the bus in San Francisco. It is brilliant. It is one of my all-time favourite action scenes. It is so well done. Then he has to go home and confront the past and try and right some wrongs and um, try and save the world, basically, and try and save his mum's town while he's doing that. Um, I'm going to leave it at that. Basically, he's, his dad is an evil person who was tamed when he met his mum. But when his mum died, he went off the rails. Okay. And so he's, he's tried to distance himself from his dad, but then he needs to go back to fix things up. And... It's really good. I think the reason why this works is... Now, when you say he has to go back, go back where? Go back to the realm that they're from. Oh, right. Okay. So it's not like... so there's this realm. So it is, first they go back to... Another country? Another country, which I can't remember off the top of my head. Okay. But they go back to... He goes. Would it be one of them Asian countries that they go back to, right? Okay. (laughs) Yeah. He goes to find his sister Mm. and then they get taken to this other realm. And I just, I think this works as well because, yes, you have some big stars in there, um... There is Aquafina, there's Michelle Yeoh, there is um, Tony Leung, who we won't know, but Asian audiences will. He is a superstar in Hong Kong. This is his first ever English-speaking role. But I think because Simu Liu isn't really known to people, you can believe that he is this character. Now, 
I, I know we're here to talk movies, but I need to give you a TV recommendation. Okay. If you haven't watched Kim's Convenience on Netflix, you need to watch that. That's where he um, comes from. He It's set in Canada. He His parents are Koreans who own a convenience store and it's hilarious. Five seasons of hilarity, 30 minutes long. He found out, and if you want to find out more about um, Simu Liu tuning to the Bliss Falls tomorrow, Spin 1038 from 10am because we have an interview with him where he's talking about the fact that he was on set yeah. when he right. found out he got this role. You do know we have a delay button. We just bleep all that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he... he um, he is really good because I think he has that comedy background as well. I mm. was shocked to see he his martial arts. Well, this is a completely different because Kim's convenience is very sweet and it and, is you know. and, and funny and yeah. and you need this for this because there is a lot of humor in this. But wow, he like he, the way he's he moves those martial arts scenes are phenomenal. These are some, and I'm not really an action girl junkie, but I love the action scenes in this. Did I did it lose me? Coming towards the end, you know, mean things that go for over two hours. Like, it doesn't need to go for two hours and 20 minutes. When mythical creatures, I'm not going to spoil it, but when mythical creatures come into the mix, I'm just like, oh, my God, we could have cut about 10 minutes of that action scene. Um, so it lost me a little bit then. But this also has heart. I cried. Like, I was crying okay. during this. And it wasn't because I was bored. I was crying because there was such emotion and I was laughing. And in typical Marvel um Marvel tradition, there's the end credits and they make you stay. So midway through, there's a tiny scene and then I left and I said to people, if there's anything else, let me know. And I shouldn't have left because at the very, very end, there's another about 30 second clip as well. Right, so, so there'll, be, fan, there'll be a number two of this then. I hope oh. so. Or I think maybe they might... You know, start combining universes and stuff. So I just, mm. I, I really enjoyed this. Does your man have any old superpowers then, or is he just is it just the kung fu? Well, um, there's some superpowers as well, and there's superpowers within the Ten Rings as well. Um, okay, the Ten Rings is a place then. No, no, the Ten Rings are actually bracelets. Right. Okay. Oh, so you put them owned. on, it gives you superpowers. Oh, yeah, right, extra okay. powers as well. So it's it's just it's really well done. Um, the director behind this, who uh, Destin Daniel Grit, uh, Getton, his movie was Just Mercy, Just Mercy released in 2020. I think that was one starring Michael Jordan. And it was about, uh, it was based on a true story, a civil rights lawyer. And so I think getting someone like that to direct something like this brings heart to the film. It's yeah, not like getting yeah. Michael Bay in to direct, because if you get Michael Bay in to direct, it's you're loud. exploding it's stuff. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So I feel that this film has a bit of everything. And, I can, and it's what Fanula said. I think the last time I was excited was Black Panther, because that's the other thing. Finally, I know these superheroes are made up, but I finally feel we're getting a diverse cast of superheroes and I think that's really important and you know the cast are talking about this as well that it's great that there's Asian representation up on the screen and a lot of people are talking about that which is important but it's not just that that makes this film so good it's that it's a lot of fun Actually, too. It, it does everybody a disservice if you go oh it's representation yeah. but the film's rubbish. Exactly exactly so but I have to say like there were some you know when you do tell diverse stories there's diverse themes that come through and I'm not Asian but I connected with them like there was talk in there about you know this is also about trying to find who you are as a person and when you come from immigrant parents the pressure you get to succeed because you feel like you need to succeed for them as well it's like oh my god I feel your kid. Right. Okay. Uh, I just going back to Seinfeld uh, that we were talking about. It's been on the RT player for ages, uh, according to Deck. Uh, I don't know if that's the entire thing. Uh, somebody else says it says it's on four OD. 
started uh, uh, series four on Seinfeld. Patrick wants to know, is the Bond movie ever coming out or are they waiting until the next pandemic? So now you're saying October... Bond movie is slated to come out this year, um, October 8th. Right. Do they know who the next Bond is going to be? No. I don't think it's been officially announced. I'm sure they know. I'm sure the team themselves have picked. (laughs) Um, That's not public information yet. Okay, but your man definitely isn't going to do it. No. He is done. Daniel Craig, done. Yeah, but he said he was done before. I mean, I find it hard to believe how he wouldn't be done after all this kind of faffing around. I wouldn't want to, I don't know, it just seems like a long time, obviously, between this coming out and shooting yeah. and everything. I can imagine he is just totally well, lethargic pan- with the whole thing now. The pandemic isn't his fault. He's probably been able to do other yeah. things, you know, <laughs> or isn't their fault. He, uh, he sure isn't he doing Knives Out too and all sorts well, of stuff. Well, that's what I, I think he might want to focus on that, is the thing. That lo- I think that could run for... There's definitely another one. I think they've signed on for another two, but that could like... Another two? other things. Yeah, I'm Crikey. 90% sure, yeah. Right, okay. Now, tell us about Bob Ross, because I think maybe a lot of people on this side of the Atlantic have never heard of Bob Ross. He had a big afro and he was an artist. That's the only two things I know. And there was this Netflix documentary about him. I'd be very surprised if people didn't know who he was. Maybe if they didn't watch the show. But yeah, basically it was this painter and he kind of found huge success with this show, Joy of Painting, in which he just did paintings. It was all very wholesome. Um, but there was a Netflix documentary out recently, uh, Bob Ross, uh, Happy Accidents, Betrayal and Greed. I, I haven't watched it, but I I had heard from people who had watched it that kind of said that it kind of made you look at Bob Ross in a totally different way and there was this really kind of dark legacy behind it kind of business dealings and everything else but basically the producers have come out now and said that look we didn't we didn't set out to make a hit piece and everything else because the reaction to it has been so strong like and even reading this I'm like this is another one that I'm adding to my list along with Afterlife is a Party when I go home after this (laughs) to watch because it's just like it's a mad story I think I think people have this idea that he was like very wholesome guy, mm. obviously a very wholesome show. It's not to say that he isn't, but it kind of chronicled his life, uh, his death, his work with uh, the the co-founders of Bob Ross Incorporated, who were Walt and Annette Kowalski. Um, they kind of helped him find professional success. Um, but there was a lot of... There's a suggestion in the documentary, basically, that says that the business partners basically kind of strong-armed his heir and his late wife and his half-brother out of profits from the company um, and, like, parts of his estate and everything else. And there's kind of suggestions that he had an affair with one of them. Like, it's very, very murky. Much more murky, I think, than maybe what you'd expect from... Hold some Bob Ross. Here's a nice painting. Let's all be calm. And, and, nice. and so, oh, so that's probably where the reaction comes from. How do you say this about nice Hold some Bob Ross? Kind of, yeah. So they came out and said they spoke to NPR this week and said that they never intended to set out and create um, a hit piece. And uh, we like, they said we like Bob Ross and still do. We were surprised to uncover some of the things we uncovered. Um, and I think the filmmakers, that's director Josh Roffey and producer Stephen Berger, really did a nice job of making a complicated, balanced movie out of a character that is complicated. We found out things about him that we didn't expect. Nobody's perfect. Okay, interesting. Mm. Uh, Glenn wants to know, do you know why The Green Knight is not being shown here in cinema? Strange one, uh, seeing it was filmed here. That's a great question. I actually don't know that. I assumed it was getting a cinema release. Yeah. I can't wait to see that. Oh my God, Dev Patel. What a lash. And what it's about. <laughs> <laughs> and the story, What's it about? whatever. Yeah. I'm not sure. I think it's it's one of these ah, A24. Who cares? Yeah, yeah, who cares? It's one of these A24, like artsy. It is genuinely supposed to be good, all things yeah. aside. But yeah. I'm, I'm loose on plot details. I just, I'm looking at the pictures. 
Right, okay. Okay. pictures. When did when did Dev start first start to move your patels? When did he <laughs> off skins? Skins, man. All right, that's going back. It. Oh, that's going back, right. Uh, uh, Stephen says that uh, uh, the Bob Ross who you just mentioned in there, he was basically North America's answer to Don Conroy, who never got involved as anything as sort as what we're hearing about uh, uh, Bob Ross. Uh, and uh, Movie Goddess, you are on the money with King's, Kim's Convenience is the best show on Netflix, says Greenbeard. I don't understand why it was so hidden. The only way we discovered it last year was we'd just finished Shit's Creek, which was phenomenal. And it yeah. came, if you like this, you might like this. And the only thing they have in common is it's two Canadian families. There's nothing <laughs> else. And they make you laugh. But um, uh, Totally, def- they're very similar, though. Do, I, I would have thought, funny. yeah, yeah, they're, they're, but they're, they kind of have this warmth and it's funny and yeah. it's half an hour. But it did end in not so, like, it, oh, did yeah, it? like the, the final season. And actually, did you watch the final season? No. So season four and season now, five. Now, this is Kim's Convenience yeah, you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, in season four, you see um, Sean a lot. No, Sean's not his name. That's the film. Jung a lot on Skype. And that's because mm. he was filming this in Australia. So ah, he was filming right. on a Saturday um, and Sunday nights to get that done. But the writers walked out. Uh, well, the original people walked out. I think it was season four. And then the cast started getting upset at the way Asian people were being represented. It wasn't what they wanted. So, oh, right. Yeah, they're okay. proud of what they've done, but... It, didn't end like they wanted it to end. Have you seen uh, uh, Kevin Can F Himself? So we started that last night. It's dark, man. Oh, It my. really is dark. Yeah. I Now, I started it last night and Brian was like, mm, I don't know, what have you got me into? What have you got me into? You're not going to be surprised. I fell asleep halfway through number two. <laughs> 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 I fell asleep through episode two and he was like, oh, my God, did you see that? That was brilliant. I went, see what? It's like, you need to watch that uh-huh. back because in episode two, you start to see what this what this TV show is all about. That's on Amazon Prime. Yeah, really. I didn't realize that was out. I'm going to watch. Oh that. yeah. Oh no. It's really it's it's really clever and it's really like she's really good, isn't uh, she? Uh, and it's a crap sitcom for yeah. that portion. And then it's just when they just change the lighting and suddenly she's and it's great the way she can just be dowdy. She's yeah. She's but do sit through that first episode for because it, it ah, is yeah. a bit jarring, isn't it? You're yeah. watching it just going, what am I watching? I know you get used to it then, yeah. and then you kind of dread going back to the sitcom bits because you just want to go in there and machine gun them all. Yeah. Uh, these horrible people. Anyway, we do have to. Uh, apart from my murderous impulses, we do have to take a commercial break. Uh, we've uh, one more wine, one more movie to talk about after this. 53106 is our text number that will cost you uh, 30 cents. You are listening to The Moncrief Show on News Talk. Uh, we are in the midst of movies and booze. Fanula and Serena and Jean are still with us. Uh, one texter says The Green Knight is based on the medieval epic Sir Gowan and the Green Knight. Former English arts grads are probably experiencing a dose of fear at the moment at the mention of that. Uh, and it's not being released here because A24 did a release with a streaming service the week before it was due to be released here. There you go. I don't know what A24 means. That's the production company. Ah, right. Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. Well, there you go. That's that's your reason why. But presumably it's come to a streaming service here at some I point. I would imagine, yeah. There's so, I feel like I've heard people talking about it for the last two years. So Yeah, it's bound to happen. Yeah. Right. So, Jean, let's move okay. on to our second Quick, wine. Quickly, of, a month away. Oh, yes. Do indeed. Yeah, do. From the 4th to yeah. the 10th of October. It's Spanish Wine Week. And there's going to be events all over 
um, Ireland to promote Spanish wine. And I've been invited to, to give a wine tasting and I've joined forces with Margaret Bresky in Le Cave. And on Tuesday, the 5th of October, we're going to be doing an evening of Spanish food and wine. And there'll be a case of wine to win. It's, it's only six bottles, don't get too excited, but they're good <laughs> bottles. Anyway, all the details are on my website, jeansmullen.com. So, or you can book through Le Cave and tickets are 25 euro a pop and it'll start at about half past six. Is, it, is it in Le Cave? It's in Le Cave upstairs oh, in the private room. Stop yeah. it. Ah, oh, you're bringing me back now. Yeah. Uh, Le, Le Cave, Cave it's, it's like you go downstairs. It's been there forever uh, and it's really small and pokey and it's like... The, what, it was the first wine bar freak, in, in Dublin. It? Yeah. it was, yeah. Margaret would, was the first. It would yeah, freak yeah. you out now because everyone has to be <laughs> right beside each other but uh, but it was gr- it's a great place. It's a and she does have a function room upstairs and the, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's like we, we could put people in socially yeah. distanced there. Oh, right, okay. We know, no, we'll be all COVID compliant. God, no, we have to you be, can go you know. down there and like, you know, they, I was imagining Dublin and people are having affairs, they go there. But the place is so, because they think nobody would see them, but like then the place is so so jammed, everyone sees them. Uh, you can kind of lean in and listen to other people's conversations. It's fantastic. Oh, anyway, no, tell us about the second wine. Okay, so we're actually going to Chile for the second wine. And the reason I did, because I you've got your, your wine wings, um, Cabernet Sauvignon glass that I want you to try for. This is, I love this wine and this is also on offer in Super Value at the moment. It normally retails at 20 euro. It's the 2014 Carmen, Vina Carmen Single Vineyard Grand Reserve Cabernet Sauvignon. And you'll get this in Super Value, in the Super Values that used to be Super Quinn, you know what I mean? Like Sutton <laughs> Cross, Black Rock, Luke and Bray, Nace Kilkenny, Ballantyre, Carlo, Clonmere, those ones. The, they used to be the big old um, Super Quins, which are now the Super Values. It's actually on offer €13 Euro now. This is, and Serena tried it just a few minutes ago and she said, I'm there, I'm buying this and it is fabulous. This is the Carmen, it's Cabernet Sauvignon. Chile does Cabernet Sauvignon absolutely brilliantly. And I, I, I could say, I worked for Wines of Chile at 10 years, director of Wines of Chile in Ireland for 10 years. I know Chile and out. I've been there so many times. And the one grape that's knockout gorgeous that just blows everything out of the park that comes out of Chile, in my personal estimation, is Cabernet Sauvignon. I just think they do it absolutely beautiful. And this is actually a really good example. It's um, a single vineyard called Los Quilares and it's in the Alto Maipo. And the Maipo Valley was the first um, wine region to in Chile when the Spanish conquistadors brought all the um, priests over and they planted vines to make wine for the mass back in the 15th and 16th century. Um, Maipo Valley was the first, which is just literally outside Santiago, which is the capital of Chile. That you know, and it's it's like. You know, it's a valley. You've got the Andes on one side. You've got the 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 ocean, uh, the Pacific Ocean on the other side. And there's also a range of mountains, coastal mountain range that you know protects the valley from the the worst rigors of the ocean. It's 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 just an ideal place to grow grapes and particularly Cabernet Sauvignon. Look, this has black currants, blackberry, licorice, notes of cedar and cigar box. It's Lovely, lovely tannin. Very, very well. Very approachable. Uh, I mean, guys, I'm taking this one home tonight. Yeah. I'm going to sit down. I must say, I do. I'm going to watch one of those one of those TV series on Netflix that you recommended. 
And I'll sip my way through yeah. that and I'll be happy. The, uh, uh, the chair is good on Netflix as well. Have you watched The Chair? Yeah. Now, see? tell me, do you like this out of the glass? Yes, I actually, I must say, I'm getting really, because I love the, <clears throat> excuse me, the flat bottom on it. it yeah. kinda, it's very pleasant to hold. Yes, yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. It it is. is. You don't have to put it down. Oh. It feels, <laughs> yeah, I, I feel really fancy. And I think sometimes you just want to feel fancy. I would use you that. You are fancy. Well, please, please don't judge me. I would use that yeah. with a, like, eight euro wine. Just so yeah. you know, just yeah. to feel fancy. It is. Yeah. It is. It's just. It's just a little bit of class on a Friday yeah. evening. So anyway, so this is the 2014 Carmen Sagan Vineyard, normally priced at 20, on offer in super value at 13. You also get it online on bodega695.com and uh, yeah, Chilean Cabernet Sauvignon rocks. Absolutely. Okay. There you go. Another bargain. Right. Uh, speaking of fancy, someone has won 25 grand. Here's what happened. It's the competition giving you life-changing cash. The 25k giveaway on News Talk. Here we go. Hello? Hi, this is Deck Pierce. Uh, who am I speaking to, please? Hi, this is Orla Grant. Orla, where are you from, Orla? Um, Artane. Artane in Dublin. Uh, what are you, in Dublin, what, yeah. What, what are you up to for the weekend? Have you any nice plans? Um, I'm heading out tonight, and that's probably about it. Okay, Orla Grant, did you enter a big money competition this week? Well, I think so on Monday, maybe. I might have been a bit. Well, I tell you what, this, this, this could get very interesting now. Uh, I can tell you that we've picked your number at random. You've yeah. answered the phone within five rings. You yeah. answered our question correctly as well. Orla Grant from Dublin. You've just won €25,000! What? Oh, my God. You have just won €25,000. I cannot believe this. I'm actually shaking for you. I can't believe this. I'm a little bit shocked. (laughs) There you go. That's Orla Grant from Dublin, who no doubt rang the guards immediately after that unrecognised number came through to her phone. (laughs) Uh, Right. So, uh, um, the, the Fresh Prince is... Uh, is going to be rebooted and we now know who the prince is going to be. Yes. Um, so Jabari Banks, he's a relative newcomer. He's going to play Will in the series. That Every time I remember this, I just think it's demented. So the, the reboot is based off of, does anyone remember like a trailer went viral in 2019 from this random guy who basically reimagined the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air as like a drama. But he was just like this kind of nobody guy. His name was Morgan Cooper. They're basically making a full TV show off of this now that is kind of more wow. serious, more dark. Yeah. Oh, Morgan's getting a few bob. I, I would imagine yeah. so, I would say. Um, Will Smith is obviously executive producing. Um, they announced the news. They did like a nice little video call thing between him and Jabari. Um, due to come out, I think. So it's going to be out on Peacock over in the States. We'll get it over here somewhere. Um, this is another one that's been pushed to 2022. Not because of COVID, but because of behind the scenes changes. There was showrunners left. Oh, wow. um, so TJ Brady and Rashid Newsom, uh, they're taking over from Chris Collins. Um, people might know them from uh, The 100, if anyone watched that. I mm. wasn't crazy about it, but... I'm sure because it's just like such a nostalgia thing and because it is such a name. Yeah. I wa- I will watch. I will watch out of curiosity and I'm sure yeah. a lot of other Now when you say it. darker because we all know he was getting in some trouble in the neighbourhood but it didn't seem that bad. Uh, so like, Maybe like, seeing the trouble in the neighbourhood. Maybe like as the Fresh Prince like is on is you know has got murder in his past. And I, I don't think it's going that dark but I okay. do think it is more like kind of serious. You know the way they do with everything all of these like HBO Max Sky Atlantic stuff where it's like let's retell this but it's moody lighting and people are sad and angry at each other it's that kind of it's not a comedy uh, not at oh all. it's not a comedy no but it's kind of dramedy territory dramedy or? I would say but even then again 
very much veering more towards drama. Um, I don't think we have any other news in terms of other cast members, but I'm sure that is due to be announced. So it's not great if the show, like, if there's already people behind yeah. the scenes leaving. Yeah. That's that doesn't bode well, mm, does it? No, and but I I just think even the whole premise of this being built off because the fake trailer was pretty intriguing. I just I don't know how you'd build a whole show out from that though. It's just I don't know. Seems risky. Yeah, it is maybe a potential problem the fact that uh, um, Will is a, an executive producer on this. Yeah, you'd wonder and him. Serena's nodding. I yeah, I don't know. I I don't know. It's not going to be anywhere near the same. Obviously, like mm. it's never going to live up to what that was and the legacy that that had. But yeah, especially if like OG fans are going into it being like, oh, cute, like a nice little comedy <laughs> thing. It's not that they're not positioning it as that at all. Right, yeah. But Will, what I mean is, I suppose, maybe Will's starting to take himself seriously. He wants to be an artiste. He wants to make important points about society. Well, that's the... He's from, in that... You know, because he's been there, man. Yeah, no, he's he in, hasn't. He's a millionaire. What's he uh, in multi-millionaire. next? That, um, that tennis movie, the... Oh, uh, King Arthur. Yeah, King Arthur as which uh, should be Venus a... and Serena's dad. Yeah. Which looks good. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I that's was, out later this year. I was year. wishing it would be about the girls and not necessarily yeah, about I the dad. Yeah, I am kind of like... But the girls are involved. Like, the girls are... Girls. Serena has given... She shared it and they're fully involved. They let them in the room. That's great to know. <laughs> the women uh, are executive producers on right. it. <laughs> okay, well, uh, I, we were I building up the tension there to the last... Uh, um, the last cinematic explosion. This is Afterlife of the Party. Here's the clip. Well, it's nice to finally meet you, Miss Cassandra Adeline Garcia. Now, according to my notes, you go by Cassie. You're 25. In a few days. Huh? Parents, Howie and Sophia, divorced, born May 31st, died May 25th. Died? Oh, I'm sorry. Died May 26th. <laughs> who, who are you? I'm Val. Otherwise known as your temporary guardian angel. <gasps> right. Okay. Right. So we get the gist of it from... Uh, is this animated or is this real people? <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. It's real people. It's, okay. It's real life. Um, this stars Victoria Justice. If you are a fan of, um, and this is one of my guilty pleasures, high school TV uh, series set in America. Victorious was one of those. It starred Ariana Grande as well. And Victoria Justice was huge in the late noughties, early teens. And she's been quiet lately. So I was very excited when I saw she had a film out. And that's why I'm reviewing it on today's show. Um, but it's, look... I think, as I was saying at the top of the show, I think there's there's a hunger for films like this. People want to just escape. And this is popcorn, chewing gum type of film that you sit back. The opening scene is basically her in her room getting dressed up with loud music playing in the background. You know where this is going to go. Stereotypes galore. There's, you know, the best friend who are total opposites. They have a fight before she dies and she has to right that wrong. Her dad, who, if you're a fan of Coyote Ugly and you're wondering what Adam Garcia has been doing, he's making films like this. (laughs) Um, But look, I I was watching it and I was just like, yeah, is it going to be forgettable? Probably. I I don't know what it did. But it sucked me in. And by the end, I'm like, what are these things on my face? And they were tears. I was crying. Mm. And I was upset at myself because I was crying. But the film but this is the second movie you've cried at. <laughs> I mean, maybe there's some other cause to this. Maybe, uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe I actually need to see somebody. But um, I, I think that's the beauty of this film. It, as I said, it's not going to go down in legend. But 
you get sucked into it. You you see it for what it is. It's a bit of fun. It's great. Netflix know that something like this should not go past 100 minutes. It's just a dash over 100 minutes with credits and stuff. Um it's yeah. Look, it's a bit of fun. It's not. <laughs> it's not going to be for everything. It's probably ah, come something. Come on, say it's garbage. Come on, it's force yourself. It is garbage for people who don't like these films, right? So then I went on Rotten Tomatoes and I went, let's see what people are saying. Yeah, sixty percent of the critics like this, and I think a film like this is critic proof, right? You cannot take what the critics are saying because eighty-one percent of the audience actually enjoyed this. And this is what this film is for. It's not for the critics. It's not a serious film. It's it's OTT in only a way that Americans can make OTT films like this. But I need, I like, kudos to Netflix for trying to make all these movies because, as I said, the studios aren't going to invest in this because people will not go to the cinema for no. this. But I wouldn't be surprised. It released yesterday. I wouldn't be surprised that if by the end of the weekend it's in the top ten films on, on Netflix. It won't stay there for very long, mm. but, you know, it'll be up there for a week or so. Okay. That'll be me replaying. Yeah. Have, you, <laughs> have you seen it already? I haven't that? seen it, but again, I was kind of, when I saw Victoria Justice attached to it, because again, she kind of really suffered as a result of being in the same show as Ariana Grande and then yeah. Ariana Grande becoming Ariana Grande. So I've always been kind of intrigued by her career and but this genre of movie is just me all over it. And, and it actually honest. has my name written yeah, with, my, with my bath glass <laughs> okay. of all carbon right. tonight. Yeah. That's, uh, that's the three you spend in the weekend together then from the sounds of it. <laughs> Victoria Justice sounds like somebody from a Marvel movie. <laughs> oh, Victoria Justice. She wishes all yeah. gone. Right. Okay, that's our lot uh, for this week. Uh, thanks, of course, uh, to Jean and Serena uh, and Fanula our production team uh, today uh, the, our production team today Aidan McKelvey uh, JJ Clark and Michael Quilligan Kieran's up next on News Talk we'll talk to you on Monday at 2 o'clock have a lovely weekend Movies and Booze on Moncrief brought to you by Lidl's award winning wine range Lidl more for you enjoy alcohol sensibly visit drinkaware.ie